0: Welcome to Compassion Ministries podcast, a place where Jesus Christ is reigning and lives are changing. Worship with us on Sundays at 9 a.m. at 6121 Cedar Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Study with us Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Wednesdays at 12 p.m. and 7 p.m. Watch us live every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. at www.compassion-ministries.com or download the Compassion Ministries app at the Google Play or Apple Store. Now, let's get ready as the under-shepherd, Pastor W. Lonnie Herndon, shares today's message. All right, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. But the Lord said to her, "My dear Martha, you are worried. You have anxiety. You are stressed out and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her." I want to preach as the Lord shall lead and guide from the subject keeping the main thing, the main thing. Let's let's pray. Father, thank you for this awesome privilege and this opportunity to stand in this place and declare the word of God for the next 30 minutes. I pray that you'll challenge us, grow us, develop us, and mature us. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to say and do in this place. I appreciate you and thank you for how good you have been to compassion. I thank you for those who who watch on Periscope, those who watch online this morning as they are at the shore or vacation with family, friends, and loved ones. Thank you for Sister Kim as she sits um, with her mother this morning um, and and watches um, on a computer. And thank you for watching over her and Kimberly. And just thank you for all that you have done for us. We appreciate you, Lord, and we love you. Would you save in this place? Would you deliver in this place? And would you heal in this place? It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray with thanksgiving. And the people of God say amen. You might be seated in the presence of the Lord, keeping the main thing the main thing. The story is told of a very famous, high powered Hollywood cosmetic surgeon. Centrilla, he was known as the surgeon to the stars. He was always booked, his schedule was booked years in advance, people wanting to go under the knife. his hands. He was that popular, Nadine, and that good. He had just come off of, Minister Margaret, a whirlwind book tour, eight cities in four days. And when he got back to his office, Ron, uh, he was going over his itinerary with his secretary when she reminded him, you have a busy couple of weeks, as you always do. But I want to remind you, don't forget about this special luncheon that I have scheduled for you from the lady who won the raffle and who paid $500 to have lunch with you. Please don't forget, she paid a lot of money to have lunch with you, uh, uninterrupted, undivided attention lunch with you. He was so pleased that his presence was so highly valued, until he found out when he went to lunch that the person who paid $500 just to have lunch with him was his only daughter. He was so busy, his schedule was so hectic, that he really failed to make a priority somebody who ought to have been the main thing. I thought in coming here this morning that you and I ought to wrestle with what real balance looks like in the life of the believer. Because the truth of the matter is, there are those of us who sit here this morning who have schedules like the Hollywood fang surgeon and really have not learned how to juggle things. And there are things that are out of sort this morning, and we have a real difficult time making and keeping the main thing, the main thing. Balance is important in everybody's life. Balance is, balance defined is a condition in which different elements are equal or are in the correct proportions. I thought and come here this morning, as I drove here this morning, I thought about all of the cars that I passed on the road and how important it is with a new set of tires on your car that those who put them on will tell you it's not only important to have new tread, but it's also important to make sure they are properly balanced. If they are not properly balanced, they will wear quickly and wear unevenly. Matter of fact, there is not a plane that will take off from Philadelphia Airport today where the luggage will just be thrown into the plane any kind of way. There are people there who are trained to make sure that the cargo and the luggage that goes on the plane is evenly balanced so that when the plane takes off, there are no hiccups or nothing that really causes the plane difficulty in the air. Uh, Our ecosystem, we're hearing about it all the time in our environment, how important it is in our ecosystem that there is balance. There are some here this morning who unfortunately um, fight something that we are hearing of more frequently uh, amongst men and women, and that is vertigo. And vertigo is a loss of balance. It is a disease affecting the inner ear or the vestibular nerve. It deals with balance. And I want to suggest in the room today, in order to be a good friend, in order to be a good brother, in order to be a good sister, in order to be a good husband, a wife, a fiance, a boyfriend, a good co-worker, a good minister, that one really needs to understand balance. Uh, parents, honestly, have to take a look at the balance that they bring to their child's life. Friends have to take a look at the balance that they bring to the friendships that they have garnered. And in marriage, it is important to make sure that we maintain the balance that we are not all work without Play that we are not all business without intimacy, there must be balance in healthy relationships. Siblings, even though we are no longer under the same roof in the same house. There still should be times when we get together and spend time together, loving on one another, sharing with one another, and caring for one another. A good parent is going to make sure that a child's life has balance. We're concerned about the academics, we're concerned about the learning and growth curves, but we're also making sure that we are loving on, making sure that there is recreational time, making sure uh, that there is time set aside for communication. Their balance is really, really important. It, is, it should be important in the, in the life of the entrepreneur who, if they are not careful, can become so caught up in the business, eating and drinking and sleeping the business 24-7, that they never make time for anything else. Balance is important. And matter of fact, on the top 10 list of things that are written about in 2015, Balance Terry was one of them the work-life balance, some people putting so much effort into work that they fail to live. And there are some people here sitting here this morning, and there are some people who have reached retirement age, and there are some people who are close to retirement age who are thinking about it 10 years from now and 15 years from now and 20 years from now. And they will tell you that one of the things that I regret... As I come to retirement, is that I've worked all my life, but I did not enjoy my life because I put so much into my kids and my children and making sure everybody else had that I failed to do for myself. I failed to care for myself. I lived a very unbalanced life. And there are reports out there that will tell you that in order to maintain a healthy balance, that a person really must know themselves. They must know how much rest you require. Now, some of y'all sleep too much. How much rest you require, how much food you require, how much exercise needs to be a part of your daily living. There there are books that will tell you that in order to maintain the work work-life ministry balance that you will need to keep your mind alert. And in shape. You will need to stay connected to family members, friends, loved ones, and make worship a part of your daily life. Uh, you will have to be open to doing things spontaneous. There are some days that you're going to have to just throw away the schedule and what's on plan and say, you know what? That's all right. You know what? I'm jumping in a car. I'm going to go. You know what? Uh, matter of fact, Terry is a good example of this. Her mom and dad called her and said, Terry, uh, let's go hang out in Hawaii. For a few days, uh, Terry had a week that was booked up with stuff, but when she heard Hawaii, she was calling me from the plane and just saying, Pastor, I'm headed to Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to know when to throw away the schedule and make a priority for that which brings balance to your life. Our text today, y'all ain't clapping until I said Hawaii, I received right now. If you learn how to shout for somebody else, God will bless you the same way. Do I have a witness? Our text today is very interesting. I want us to learn something just for a few moments. Our text, Minister Khalida, is interesting. At the time of our text, Jesus is visiting the home of his friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And then the Bible says that he has made it a priority to take up residence in this house. This is a home where Jesus frequented. He loves spending time at the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And the Bible records for us, Tina Ovita, that he stops by their home And the Bible says that when he stops by their home uh, you, you know Jesus probably rolled with at least 12 disciples and at times even 70. so when he shows up he doesn't show up by himself. Uh, but the Bible suggests to us that when he does show up that the Bible says that Martha runs into the kitchen and says, I must make something for Jesus and the rest of the guests to eat. I must make something for them to snack on or to dine on. But the Bible records for us that Mary sits at the feet of Jesus. And the Bible says, the Bible says that while Mary sits at the feet of Jesus, that Martha has a real issue, that Mary has made the main thing the main thing. Can I suggest this to you this morning, Minister Lee White, is that Mary knew how to discern what was priority in her life. She said, Jesus has showed up to the home, and while it is important that he gets something to eat, while it is important that he gets something to snack on, I want to take advantage of his presence in my home. And can I suggest this to you, child of God, that one of the things that you and I have to learn how to do is we have to learn how to prioritize. Can we admit that there are so many things that are pulling on us on a daily basis, so many requirements, so many demands, people requiring our time, people requiring you to respond to emails and texts and return phone calls, and then after you do that at the office, you got to go home and do it all over again. You can't walk into the door before the dog jumps and leaps and wants to be walked. There is mail sitting on the countertop. Uh, There is your own voicemail at home that you have to tend to while having to tend to the kids, while having to tend to yourself, while putting a load of clothes in, while starting dinner, while helping with homework, while preparing for work tomorrow so that the kids are ready and that you are not late, while having to do something with your hair that has sweated out on the way home. It was curls when you left this morning, but right now it's just just straight right up there. Uh, uh, you and I have to learn balance because if the truth be told, there are many of us in here this morning that are stressed out. Uh, there are many of us here this morning that can't take another thing on our plates. Uh, And, And there are many of us in here this morning that do not know how to say no to all of the requests that come our way, and you try to be there for everybody. Yes, I can take you there. Yes, I'll be there. Yes, I can help you with that. Yes, I'll do all of those things, but can I tell you that as you grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that it's okay to say no to some things and no to some people. You are not Jesus. You can't be everywhere. You cannot fix everything, heal everything. You ought to tell them like the old saints used to say, there is a telephone in your bosom. You can call him up when you want. And there's some things that you have to give over to God and go to sleep and give it over to him and commit to not worrying about, not being stressed about. There are some things you got to learn to leave on the desk and say, it'll be there tomorrow. It'll be there the next day. i got to get to it when i got to get to it. Because here you are, here you are stressed out stressed out, and while you're stressed out, taking on more, complaining about what you already have, not doing well with what you already have. Mary comes, sees Jesus, falls at his feet. Martha sees him and busies herself. And I want to suggest that there are some things that you and I can learn from the passage, and then I'll be out of your way. Here's the first thing I want to suggest is when I t- took a look at this passage, is that Martha invites Jesus into the house and then neglects him. She invites Jesus in. I want you to get this. She invites Jesus in and then neglects him. I can go home right now and listen to this. I want to suggest that there are many people here who have invited Jesus into their life and then neglected him. That, honestly they 've invited him in and and since he 's come in, they have neglected him um, what, what do you mean that, that all they 're content with is that he 's in the house, but they have left him alone since he 's been in the house they, they have not worked on the relationship they have not that they have not tried to grow the relationship they all 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 Jesus is is in the house, and there's no work on the relationship. Can, can you just look at your life just for a moment? We'll shout next week. I came to teach you something. Listen to this. I, I, want, you to, I want you to take a look at what you're doing to the, develop the relationship that you have with Jesus. Um, matter of fact, um, look at quickly a couple of scriptures. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3. Verse number 18, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 18. Look at it in the text, Second Peter chapter 3, verse number 18. It says these words. It says, but grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Listen, uh, rather, you must grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All glory to him both now and forever. Amen. Now, um, am I growing? This is what I want you to look at just for a moment because it's quite possible, look here just for a moment, that you can invite him in and just be comfortable. I'm saved. I'm good. That's all I want to do is I don't want to go to hell. But nobody wants a relationship with anybody that just sits there like a bump on the lawn. There's no communication. There's no dialogue. There's no intimacy. The only time you reach out to me is when you want something, and after you got what you want, you put me back on the shelf. I'm only there for your benefit. There's no working on the relationship, and there are many of us who have done the Lord like that. Matter of fact, let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 15. 1 Timothy 4, verse number 15. We're here to learn something. 1 Timothy 4, verse number 15. I want to challenge you this morning. uh, What are you doing specifically to work on your relationship with God? Now, look here. Can I tell you this? Just showing up here is not going to do it. Now, I do want you to show up, but this is not enough. You can leave this church and says I'm not growing, and go to another church. But if you just sit there for a couple hours, and that's all you put into it, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 15. Let's look at it. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 15. It says, give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Listen to what it says, Pastor Abrams. It says, this is what the text is, the Apostle Paul writes to Timothy and he says, listen, you're going to have to give everything you got in order for this relationship to grow. You're going to have to give everything. Listen, you said you wanted me, but I didn't want you to get me and then be satisfied with just getting me. Preach Pastor Herndon. No, what I wanted you to do is, I wanted you to keep working on the relationship. Look straight ahead. But what you did was, you got me and you became comfortable. You, you, you got me, and you became comfortable. What I wanted you to do is I wanted you to keep working on us. I wanted to keep developing. I didn't want us to plateau. I didn't want you to become comfortable. I wanted us to keep dating and loving on one another and caring for one another and getting to know one another. But you got me, and don't talk to me, um, let's look at another passage. Look at Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 6, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews 6, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews 6, verses 1 and 2. Thank you so much. Um, listen to this. Please get this. How many of us have invited him into the house and then neglected him? Tracy, invited him in and neglected him. Put up, if you will, Hebrews chapter 6. I want us to look at verse number 1 and verse number 2. Thank you. So, let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Leave it up. This is what, what, this is what the Lord is saying. I'm pastor and I came to pastor. Please get this, Ashley. God is saying, I don't… Listen, as long as we've been together, you and I are still going over the basic stuff. No, nope, uh-uh. We've been together too long. And we… we, we no, nope, we've been together too long. Listen to this. Listen to this. Uh, let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. What I want to do is I want to bring you into this knowledge and revelation. What I want to do is I want to see you mature in your walk with God. You've been saved too long to be comfortable where you are at. What I want you to do is I want, I'm praying that you get a hunger and thirst for the things of God. You become complacent. You become comfortable. I shouldn't be going over the basic stuff with you. Uh, but no, I should be able to bring you into the knowledge of, of understanding and maturity in Christ. Listen to what it says. Sure. Hey, put it up one more time. Thanks, Jackie. You're the best. Um, put that verse up one more time. Um, it says, Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. Well, listen to what the writer is suggesting. By now, by now. Now, if you got saved yesterday, you're good. But he's saying, For those who have been saved a while, I should not have to be talking to you about putting away evil practices. There are some of the things that you're, you're still fighting and dealing with. As long as you've been saved, I expect you to be overcome that. No, you can't be falling out because somebody looked at you wrong. Forgiveness ought to be who you are. Unconditional love is what you should have. Y'all are not hearing me. Reading your word and praying ought to be a part of your daily experience. As long as you've been saved, I want to take you to deeper understanding but you got in the door and stopped. Number two, just put this up quickly. Martha is not jealous that Mary was spending time with Jesus, but she's mad that Mary's not helping her. It's right there in the text. It's right there in the text. Look at the text. Um, Mary, uh, Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha goes off and says, Jesus, how are you going to let her spend time in worship when it's, potatoes in here that need to be peeled. <laughs> You're you, you leaving me in here to clean the chicken by myself, and she all concerned about the words that are coming out of your mouth. Teach her a priority. Martha is not jealous that Mary was spending time with Jesus, but mad Mary is not helping her. Why? Because her thing is the kitchen. And I could see if I can see if she was said this, Mary, can you come and help me quickly so I can sit at Jesus' feet too? But she has allowed her passion, her passion which is the kitchen to overshadow her spending relationship with Christ. And God is not jealous and upset over your passion. He just doesn't want it to be a bigger priority than your relationship with Christ. He's not mad about the house. He's not mad that you love golf. He's not mad that you love vacationing. He's just saying, don't put those things before me. And can we be honest in the room this morning? All of us have had to fight priority. Things that snuck into our life that tried to steal the number one position away from Christ. Don't look at me funny. Our career... Our job, our children, the marriage, the relationship, and at some point in all of our lives, we forgot what the main thing was. Do I have a witness? Haven't you been there before where? became so consuming that you just, let me just finish. And after I finish, I'm going to pray. After I finish, I'm going to read your word. After I finish, I'm going to serve you, Lord. After I finish, I'm going to do this. Uh, Lord, if you just give me the house, then you got the house, and you weren't even thankful for the house. You were so consumed with filling it with the best furniture that you weren't even, this big old empty house. Who wants a big old? Well, you prayed for the house. God gave you the house. Everything in stages, everything in God's timing. But if you're not careful, child of God, you'll lose focus. One of our prayers is, Lord, help me to remain focused. Push your neighbor and say, remain focused. Mary says, Mary sits at the feet of Jesus. Now, now please get this. Here's the third thing. I got to go. Here's the third thing. I want to give this to you. Um, here's the third thing. Martha sees no problem with herself. Now, if you look at the text, we can go home here. Um, Martha, Vanessa, Martha is upset that Jesus is letting Mary sit at his feet, Elder Karen, and worship and get the Word, and Martha is upset with Jesus. Listen to this, Tanisha, and she's upset with Mary that nobody's helping her in the kitchen. Martha sees no problem with herself. Can I just pause just for a moment? Look straight ahead. Isn't it easier to see other folks' issues? One of the most difficult challenges is to see ourselves. Nisi, one of, one of the most difficult challenges is to see us. I, I'm Honestly, if you want to know what's wrong with you, how much time you got? <laughs> want to know what's wrong with this relationship? Let me tell you what they do, and if they would do this better, and they would do this. And I'll tell you what the problem is. I, I'll tell you what the problem is, but they don't listen. If they start to, and I'll tell you what the problem is. They, they, they start talking, and they don't listen, and, and they... Uh, Martha doesn't see herself. And one of the, our prayers in this season is, Lord, show me me. Let me see myself. Um, matter of fact, just jot this down. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 5, it says these words. It says these words. It says, um, it says, examine yourself. That there has to be an examination that wouldn't it be wonderful if before I pointed out false Of yours that I would first take a look at my own self in the mirror and raise the question could I be wrong could I have could I have said it a different way could I have responded differently Uh, maybe maybe you know what maybe I'm missing it maybe I should be at the feet of Jesus with Mary Maybe, maybe, maybe it's my own issues because one of my issues is when people come over, I think I got to give them something to eat. And that that has been so ingrained in me that you can't have nobody over your house without giving them something to eat. And Jesus, I didn't even talk to Jesus to find out that he was on a fast. (laughs) And so I'm doing all of this kind of stuff. And I've worked myself up. I've stressed the whole house out. Everybody's on edge. I'm in the kitchen yelling. Go down the street and see if they got this. Where's the hot sauce? Ain't nobody got hot sauce? Uh, 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 All of these kinds of things. Go get something to drink. Lord, teach me how to look at myself. Whew. Lord, Lord, teach me how to see me. Teach me how to see me. Teach me how to look at me. Look here. Look here. Look here, parents. Look here, parents. Lord, show me me. Lord, show me, show me my approach. Young people, I'm helping you. Show me my approach. Maybe, that, maybe that's not the best. Maybe every child don't need that approach. Uh, maybe I have to learn that each child responds differently. Lord, show me me. L- Lord, as an employer, as a supervisor, as a manager, show me me. Show me me, Lord, show me as a husband uh, show me me i 'm so selfish i 'm so wrapped up in myself at times when it, when, it's, when it comes to me, um, uh, listen, I want to take all day when it comes to you i 'm rushing you hurry up hurry up you ain 't not there uh, uh, Lord, show me me that i don 't see i 'm blind at times to my own self. Just wave at me if you 're blind to your own self sometimes mm. Only one person didn 't put their hands up they need. LaTanya. (laughs) Look, look, I'm teasing. Uh, Look, look, Lord, show me me because at times I'm blind. Now, notice, I want you to jot this down next, is Martha's attitude. Is Martha's attitude while serving or Martha's attitude while serving. Um, Now, I'm grateful that Martha wants to serve. But my issue with her is her attitude, excuse me, while she does it. Mm. Um, she has the wrong attitude look here just for a moment um we're about to go um you can put the hot dogs on the grill and um the burgers and the turkey wings to ronnie will be over listen to this look here for a moment have you ever served but had the wrong attitude while doing it y'all gonna stop playing with me this is the memorial weekend crowd look here um She, have you ever been fixing something for people and complaining the whole time while doing it? If you know somebody, just put your hands together and just help, if you just know people like that. If you just know a few people just like that. (laughs) Thank you, Pastor Padgett. Look here, have you, now listen, It, it takes all of the joy out of the moment has somebody you ever asked somebody for something and you knew they were going to give it to you but it was it's, See, it's all the stuff they said in between the time you asked and they gave it to you. It took the joy out of it. Well, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to tell you the truth. This is going to be the last time you ask. Uh, it seems funny. You only call me when you want something. But don't worry. I'm going to be there. What time you need to be there? 1230. Well, that? Uh, and after all of that kind of stuff, you even hate to approach them because of the lecture you got to get. You rather go. You, Sometimes you rather go without. You know what? I'm just going to die of thirst. I was going to ask you for some water. But maybe, maybe, listen, who, who's the last person who died of thirst? I'm just going out on t- parched. Big old white ring around your lips. You just, but, but it's, it's what you got to hear from them. You got to hear from them. Cook you something to eat. The kitchen was closed a long time ago. I didn't put up the food. Well, I'm going to get it out for you, but I ain't going to do these dishes. Y'all don't appreciate. Y'all don't eat what I cook anyway. The days that that you're going to ask me to cook something, then if I did cook something, you would have came in the door with something. All of that. I mean, here you are, the, 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 the cookout's tomorrow. You, what time they coming? Your family's always late. I told them 12, because that means they'll get here by 2. That's why I ain't starting to grill at 2. Then they want to come late. Then they, wanna, they don't know how to go home. And they better not bring them bad kids, because if they bring that bad kid, that baby walk around three hours with that sagging diaper on. Your grandmama act like she don't see it. You know the baby don't change? Then they're going to have that dirty body and them dirty pampers. Then they're going to get over here and going to want to put that dirty baby up on my couch. No, when they come over here, send them to the basement. Send them straight. Thank you right there. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I knew it was one up in here. I was going to find you. Just lift your hand to the Lord right now. Just lift, Father, in the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, deliver her at the cookout tomorrow. Father, she needs patience. She needs perseverance. All of the ghetto folks she know is coming to the cookout tomorrow. They ain't bringing nothing. They got aluminum foil with them. They got plastic bags with them. Oh, God, they'll be dripping ketchup, ketchup all over the kitchen. Oh, they'll be wasting stuff. In the name of Jesus, we receive it now. By faith, we count it done, and we sow it with a seed. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Biz, I love you more. <laughs> the rest of y'all, go ahead and get up. You know you got them coming. If they ain't coming now, they're coming to prom. If they ain't coming to prom, they're coming to graduation. If they ain't coming to graduation, they're coming to Fourth of July. And you might have started thinking about it right now. And they're coming to Thanksgiving. You know your family. You know your family, they're your family. I'm talking about all them folk from down south, I'm talking about you invited three people, but they show up with 17 people. Who put the memo out? You ain't invite all of them people. How they gonna post your cookout on social media? Baby, just stay right here, stay right here, cause I ain't done yet. <laughs> I got two minutes, y'all messing me up. She said I ain't the only one. Said, Look here, just for a moment. Turn to Philippians chapter two. Philippians chapter two. <laughs> Turn to Philippians chapter two. Look at verses fourteen and fifteen. Martha serving while complaining, and this is what I want to challenge you on. Is We lose our reward because we end up doing it in the wrong spirit. And I want you to think, now please get this because this really applies to some up here. So here I'm going, I cannot bless the homeless person with the salad I was just about to eat and then walk away and complain the whole time, how hungry. You no. Know, I, cannot, I cannot sing. I cannot dance. I cannot serve. I cannot work for God. I cannot, I cannot do His business uh, and expect Him to reward me. And some of us are missing out on the blessing because we have, we have cursed it by complaining. Philippians chapter 2, come on, we got to go. Philippians chapter 2, it, verse number 14 and 15. Listen to what it says. Now, this is going to be our verse for the week. You, you got to practice this. We're going home. This is our verse for the week, and we can do this. And this is something we need deliverance from. Say amen. We need deliverance from complaining. It was It was raining. And I, I heard people, I won't tell you where they were at, um, church. And they said, I'd be glad when the rain stopped. Then the temperature jumped up quickly. 88 and 90. It's hot already. We ain't even have a chance to ease into it. What do you want? It's hot already. I got to turn on. No. no. And if we can get delivered of this, if we can practice this for this week. All right. If we can practice this through the remainder. <laughs> that's just not good. That's just… Pastor Jennifer said, just take one day at a time. (laughs) But listen to what the Word says, Tara. It says, do everything without complaining and arguing. Do everything. I want you to do it. We got to sing. We got to sing another song. (laughs) (laughs) Look straight ahead. You come into worship. They ain't done singing yet we ain't singing to you we, we really ain't singing to you it, the song ain't about you it really isn't it's it's Jesus so this is the way it sounds to Jesus I'm sick of them singing all them songs to you Jesus I want to get to the part I came for I came to hear a word that's gonna bless my life because uh, that's the way it sounds to him because we're so selfish Oh, communion, why are they going to serve the long way? No, for real, why don't they just come up and get it? It's quicker that way. I mean, we can eat the bread and cup and be gone. Let's get to the next thing. Thank you, Ashley. I love you, Jeannie. Um, Do you understand? Um, look, Look at the stuff we complain about. I ain't getting to church on time, 9 o'clock. I ain't come here for all that singing. Like, the team is good. The worship is good and all that kind of stuff. But listen, time at around 930, you get a little bit of announcements in and you get most of the word because I ain't come for that. And if Pastor Herndon ain't preaching, wink, wink. You know what that means? That mean, if I, get, if I cut these eyes, see, y'all shouldn't be nodding on that. Right over in that section, I see y'all. I'm telling right now, if I don't see that folder in his hand, if he go up and that blue folder is only in his hand without the vanilla folder, that's a cut sign. That's a sign. That's a sign. That's That's why y'all text me like that this week. Ask his staff, is he preaching this week? Because it's been all that kind of stuff. And you complaining like he ain't preached in three weeks. It's the first time I ain't preached in three weeks. I needed a break. I was trying to go to Hawaii, and Terry's mother wouldn't buy me a ticket. Mr. Bill, please send me to Hawaii. (laughs) But we're complaining, and it's the Word. It's the Word. We're not caught up in a personality. It's It's the Word. It's the Word. It's the Word. Listen, how much do we complain? Make no sense. They could have moved that car up. I could have parked here. I could have squozed that car in. They know parking bad in the air. She going to uh, park that big old car. I should bump it. That's what I should do. You complain. They didn't let me in the lobby yet. Why, why are they holding the doors? They holding the doors. And, and, mm, it's the Complaining. You got the job. Oh, God, I'm so thankful. This is the best job ever. I feel so comfortable here. The people here are so nice. Pastor, I pray for this. God did it. He opened the door. Oh, he blessed me. You said it, Pastor. When he bless you, he bless you. Two weeks into the job, I can't stand these folks. Somebody, Gary, get told. I done already put my resume out there. I done already put my resume out At They hiring where you at? Send me a link. Send me a link. Send me a link. I'm going to drop because we're never happy. For the first two weeks, that was the best supervisor in the world. It was, oh, mommy, I love my teacher. Three weeks in, you want to transfer schools. We're always complaining. I got to go, but I want to just tell you this. This is our spiritual challenge. Our spiritual challenge. Be faithful to the time. Our spiritual challenge is Martha served, and she complained the whole time. Mary said, I just want his presence. It's not that the kitchen is important, but I choose his presence over the work. Pastor, why is this important? Because many of us grew up in church, working in church, just working in church. But what nobody taught us is about how to build a relationship. And we were so busy working and running around that, yeah, I've been in church all my life, but I'm still basic. Honestly, I'm still elementary. And, Pastor, I want to grow in grace and in knowledge of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to stand on your feet.